Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? All right, we now welcome on a very special guest. It is the Bayou boy, the bad man himself, Baltimore Ravens linebacker, Patrick Queen. Pat, what's up, man? Thank you so much for hopping on with me. What's up? Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. So I got to address the elephant in the room. So I think it was it was the 2020 season and I tweeted something. And I'm going to preface this by saying that I would get run the absolute hell over. I tweeted, damn, Pat Queen just got run over in the hole. And then you blocked me on Twitter after. <laughs> no. And and usually how it happens, you know, like I said, I would get run the hell over. But um, I would also like to say I have been one of your biggest fans, one of your biggest like you were in my dumb book of me trying to act like I know what's going on. You were my number one linebacker coming out, you know, all this stuff. I've, I've watched you become an awesome playmaker. So I just wanted to say, number one, I would get run over in the hole. Number two, thank you for unblocking me, bro. <laughs> no. Uh, I apologize for blocking you because don't apologize. I, I was just heated. I was just heated. Just the that was a that was a tough game too. That yeah. was like a wet, fucking horrible yeah. game. So it was it was just a tough time. Probably the worst game of my career, like any level and stuff. So I, it was just a tough time. But like I said, I apologize for it. Don't, but don't, don't, dude, don't apologize. You unblock me. We're, 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 you're on here with me. So really, it was a good thing for me. I mean, I get to, I get to, you know, steal some of your fame, I guess, having you on here. But uh, yeah, in that same sense, I wanted to just kind of ask you, really, because you were one of the, you really had like a unique situation. I feel like really kind of in the history of the NFL. So you go and play. You know, you, you're at LSU. You're a four-star, five-star guy, badass running back, badass linebacker coming in, play behind Devin White, all that stuff. And you guys have at LSU, like, really in my lifetime, I guess our lifetime, I would say that was the best run of any college team ever. I'm sure, I'm sure you would say the same. Hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, it's your – You did, did you redshirt? I'm sorry. Mm -mm, no. Nah, right, right, right. right. So it was your, it was your junior year. Mm -hmm. And you come in 
and turn into a catalyst playmaker. You have this meteoric rise. You're running around like a man with your hair on fire, knocking running backs out left and right, making plays and coverage, all that stuff. Amazing run. So fun to watch. One of the sickest teams ever. Then COVID happens as your, you know, first round pick guy, you know, first round, second round, whatever, could go top 15, you know, going no later than 50. All that was all the media hype. COVID happens and you ultimately end up, I feel like, you know, going through a really weird experience, the combine. Would you mess up your quad or your hammy? My hammy pool. Yeah. You messed up your hammy. You and uh, what's his name? Kenneth Murray, both, right? Mm -hmm. Same same last uh, 40 run. You guys both were like, like running like madmen. So you go through that. Obviously, that probably set you back a little bit, you know, going through OTAs not too long after that, all that stuff. Hammy suck. You come in, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking for a long time, but I feel like it's so unique because you go from playing in Death Valley in the SEC on one of the most exciting college teams ever, if not in our lifetime, top two, you know, whatever. Then you come in into this sterile environment of COVID. You're in an NFL training camp. You know, you really, you played a good bit, but you didn't, you know, you weren't freshman, sophomore, you know, starting every single game. Obviously, you were a really smart player, but then you go in and have this training camp all sterilized, masked up, everybody six feet away. And that's how you entered your rookie season. Like, not just the COVID, but I feel like your actual like own self position was so unique. And I just wanted to ask you about that. Now you've had a couple camps under your belt. This one probably way more normal than even last year's I would imagine because of COVID. So I just wanted to ask you about that experience in COVID and like looking back with that whole deal. Yeah. So it was crazy. I remember like the last day of training for the combine, we was getting, getting on the plane to head out and it was like, wear a mask. And we're like, what we need a mask for? Like, no, we're not wearing a mask. And then you get there and everybody wearing masks. So we like, we have no idea what's going on at the time. So the combine hits is all the media, all the, you know, talking to the coaches and stuff, staying up till 2 in the morning, waking up at 6.30, prepping for all that stuff. So now I'm fatigued. So we're in the warm-ups, and I'm sitting there. I'm talking to uh, my friend Michael Divinity, who played LSU, and I'm sitting like, bro, I'm not about to run good. I'm, like, exhausted. And showing up around, like, the four, 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 nine, four, five flag. I feel like that was slow for you low-key, too. It, it was incredibly slow for my times practicing and um, just – it was just so much going on, pulled my hamstring. So after I pulled my hamstring, now it's time to like recover and like try to get it back because I'm about to head off or whatever. So uh, end up getting drafted, still in the recovery process. My hamstring doesn't fully heal probably to like the end of July. So now I'm working out like the kinks of it, trying to strengthen it back up, trying to get it back up to my speed of which I play with. And it's like the first week of training camp, and at this point, it's just the, just the rookies, no pro, no uh, best, no nothing. So, the first week we go through, and you coming from college to the NFL, so it's a different like standard. Like even though I went to LSU, it's a high standard there. It's a it's, different. It's your job now, right? So, I didn't know how things was run. So, now as we two, the vets come in. So you, now you're getting up the standard. Now you're trying to see how things are ran. So now I'm still learning everything, trying to process it all with being a middle linebacker for the Ravens with the standard that comes with that. So it was just a Ray lot. Lewis, Ray Lewis, you know, CJ yeah. Mosley. Oh my God. Like all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm sorry about the noise and all that too. I, I got the same thing. <laughs> but um, it was just a lot. So all those guys get there and then we go through week two. So now it's week three, the season here. Like we only had two weeks of preseason. I mean, uh, training camp. So it wasn't a whole lot of time to learn. Like it was a whole bunch of like 
Zoom calls and trying to learn stuff on like camera and stuff. Like it's not no walkthroughs, no being around people, no like face to face communication about stuff. So it, it was a tough process and just um, being young, not playing that many games in college, starting like the fifth game of my season, my junior year, and then the rest of that season. And then just going through all that stuff, it was just a lot going on at a young age. For sure, man. And now looking back, you know, what does it feel like how weird that time was or that experience was? Like how fast it happened for you was like from what? You you came in, what, like third, fourth game at LSU, and then all of a sudden it's what, I guess 11 months later, and you're like going through this weird camp in a new place, new city. You're from Louisiana. You had been in Louisiana. You've never been up here. You probably couldn't even point to Maryland on a map. <laughs> like Maryland's tiny weird weird place ultimately so all that happens and I feel like it was very strange for you as well you mentioned that Patriots game was tough for you you know you go from SEC everybody's running spread now doing all that stuff you know it's it's like half field reads two-man concepts nobody's running pro style under center power gap scheme all that kind of stuff into that so looking back now like how I just like what is what is normal camp feel like and what do you kind of wish you knew back then or what were you proud of that you did or what would you take back all that good stuff? I think just like with the experience part, it's probably like the best thing that I could have gotten, like actually practicing against our offense and not like the whole separated situation for like two weeks. So I feel like the best part would have been practicing the offense for that particular game because they're similar offenses. So um, I feel like that would have been a big help for that situation, but just getting into a normal camp now, practicing against our offense, seeing how they expanded their roles and all the stuff that they're doing, it's just like, just the experience is just the biggest thing because I'm seeing everything now. My confidence is up. Uh, got Coach Mike, Zach, those guys, you know, just doing a good good job of coaching and stuff. So, like, I'm just ready to just start playing now. I, I can I can feel it in your voice, man. Yeah. Uh, and also, I feel like it must have been weird because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're someone that, like, feeds off of adrenaline of a crowd and, like, noise and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, I could just tell last year when you came out week one against Vegas, in my opinion, that was one of the, I'll, you know, I'm going to blow some smoke up your butt a little bit. That was one of the best like linebacker performances on an, in, in an individual kind of game I'd seen. I've been covering the Ravens for like five years now, bunch of other teams around the NFL, all kinds of stuff. And that was one of the best performances. And you were in Vegas in that crazy environment. Yeah. Like, was that the first time you really felt like, this is what I needed and what I missed from college. Yes, it, it was electric. Like I'm talking about, like you smacked Darren Waller. You had like a you made some crazy like Ninja Turtle stuff. Like the Raiders <laughs> had the ball down like, against their own goal line, and you like shuck somebody ran and stuck Josh Jacobs. I think all kinds of stuff. I could just tell you were like feeding off of it. it was, finally, it was electric. Like I mean, just like pre like the pregame warm up going out there and like the fans booing you and just seeing all the fans out there and just. Like celebrities everywhere, George Lopez. It was like it was just insane. I mean, like this you stuff you can't describe. Like TV late at night, waking you up all the time. <laughs> it's insane. Like it's just like I come from LSU, so like best atmosphere ever. That I, I can honestly say hundred hundred thousand nutbags down there. It's like insane. Like the next closest I think will probably be like Auburn or Florida, one of those schools. And then, uh, but going to Vegas was like right there with LSU. Like that's how electric it was. 100%. Uh, and then last year, I just wanted to ask you a couple things. You know, if you don't feel like talking about it, I, I feel you. But, like, the whole thing was, like, Mike linebacker, Will linebacker, Mike linebacker, Will linebacker. But, like, that 
that does like that might be technically what it is. I feel like correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like if a tight end switches to the strength of the formation, suddenly the will becomes the mic, the mic is the will, all that stuff. So like, sure. I, I feel like w- was that just like the most overblown thing ever? It really is. Like at the end of the day, like the will more than likely will be the mic because a lot of people nowadays they it's so much motion and so much shifts and so Ravens much run motion like offensively like seventy percent of their plays every play. So like it's like literally like. I'm damn near in the middle every time now. So, like, most of the time, any in the defense that you watch, the safety always rotate weak unless it's, like, a true passing strength. So, I mean, it was just it was just some stupid stuff going on. People just saying whatever they could say and run with it. And at this point, what, you're, you're 22 last year probably, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you come back, you know, it's obviously snap style back a little bit. Then you came back locked and loaded. What did, it, what did it feel like to play consistent and good to end the season there? Obviously a tough year for the Ravens, all that good stuff. But what did it feel like to – Finally, it felt like every, the game slowed down for you. Am I wrong? Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just a point of just feeling confident in myself and just locking in and just being who I was. I mean, it, it was just like so much stuff behind the scenes going on with me personally, with dealing with some other stuff going inside the uh, stuff inside the facility that um, it was just like taking my confidence away from the game and stuff. So I feel like. Like I said, I feel like you're someone who needs your confidence. You need that yeah. adrenaline and, and like feed off the crowd, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. And then so, you came in, you killed at the end of the season there, obviously. And, and I feel like in general, you know, you don't, you don't have to respond, whatever. You guys don't want to get yourselves in trouble. But, um, you know, Wink's defense was crazy. Very insane defense to be a part of the blitzing, the, the one-on-ones that DBs and linebackers and safeties are always put in, how much you're getting asked to do all of those things like trial by fire for a young player. It feels like in so many ways. So now you got Mike Mack coming in younger dude goes to Michigan from people that are smarter than me. Sounds like you're going to get, and, and you and guys like Bynes and Ross and all these guys, number one, it felt like vets needed to play in, in Wink's defense. Cause they were getting too much at once. It's tough to be a young guy come in. Like none of the lo- young linebackers in Wink's defense with the Ravens came in and like played with confidence immediately. I felt like now you got Mike Mack coming in. they, you know, looks like you're gonna be attacking a lot more. And in oh. my opinion, you were, you know, four-star running back, you know, like one of the best running backs in Louisiana. I've always looked at you as like a running back eliminator. Does that kind of feel like the role that you're going to be in again, where you can attack more and not be as reactive? Is, is that kind of the feel of this? Or, or yeah. tell me about Mike Mack's defense. Obviously you can't say too much, but how are yeah. you feeling about it? <laughs> Mike Mack, he just, he's a great coach. I mean, he just want to take the whole game and stuff. So, I mean, like, as far as like playing on the mic, it's, it's a lot simpler. It's a lot. Just line up, see what it is, communicate, play football. So um, I'm, I'm glad to have him. I'm glad to have a coach that's, like, really confident in what we could do as a defense, what I could do personally myself. Um, that's why I said about Zio. Zio played the game all pro. He know what I could do. He know what everybody in our room could do. So just having those guys and just being able to be coached by them and being able to attack the whole game and not just sit and, like, oh, let's see what they're going to do before we do what we want to do. And now we're just going to apply pressure the whole game. So um, it's just it's just, a, it's just a great a great feeling to have a coach that actually has confidence in, in you and the defense. 100%. And, and you get to start fresh. You know, it's it's year one for Mike Mack for everybody on the Ravens defense. So everybody's starting on that. That blank canvas in many ways, all that cool stuff. Um, yeah, man, you're, you're Lambo. Tell me about that bad boy because that thing – I. <laughs> I got a blacked out Audi and thought I was cool as shit. And you got the Lambo truck. How how's that been treating you? It's treating me real well. It need a, <laughs> I bet it, it is, a, man. It need, it need an oil change right now, so it's been sitting up for a few days. So I'm about to wherever I gotta send, send that to for it to get fixed. 
I feel you. I feel you for sure. Um, other than that, man, you know, I don't want to steal too much of your time, but just wanted, hey, you know, tell me, tell me your favorite part of that LSU run. Obviously, you know, you ho hoist the national championship trophy, all that good stuff. But like, what would when you look back and you're like, that's my best feeling, the most good vibes I've ever had released from my body. What was that moment during that LSU run? Oh, that whole when I say LSU run, what do you obviously there's probably some stuff you don't want to say all the way, but like what nah. do you think? What do you think back in like, damn, that was sick? It was crazy. I mean, just the whole run itself. I mean, like that spring, like practicing, we knew like we were, yeah, we were about to be cold as hell. And then I mean it's just it's so much stuff that went into that season. I think probably like the best moment was when we beat Bama and then we all got on the plane, we all looked at each other and said, We're going out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going, we're <laughs> going out. Like we we all made a promise the whole season we're not going out until we beat the main three teams that we had that season, which was Florida, Bama, Auburn. So we did that. We're like, we're going out, most definitely. And then the whole run, and then that Natty just actually holding the trophy. Like you see, like once it had started like 2014, 15 or whatever it was, and then you seeing that, watching that on TV as a kid, then you actually get to that point, you get to hold that trophy up. It's like the best feeling. Yeah, you're probably buzzing. Your whole body's probably like vibrating. It's like you can't even hear. Like you talk black out probably a little bit. You're like, God, can't even fully remember what that was like. I can't remember anything. Talking on the microphone, can't even hear what you're saying because the crowd's screaming so loud. It's like you can't, you can't, you can't even describe that feeling. In that same note, you know, your time in Baltimore. What uh, what what has you feeling good? What what is what do you look back? And and I think of a guy like Zach Orr. Obviously, you know, came in, made a name for himself, made plays just like you're making plays and, and unfortunately, you know, had the game taken away from him. Uh, that, that was terrible. I, I literally, I'm not going to lie. I literally shed a tear when, when his situation happened. So Baltimore pro different stuff, you know, what, what do you, what would you look back on and say, man, like that was, that was a great moment for me that brought me a lot of joy. Um, I can honestly say just like the whole Mike McDonald situation, uh, bringing him in, just knowing, like, so as soon I, as they were like, it's Mike Mack, you were like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I was excited because, like, having a rookie year, like, when it came to the game plan, like, it was down to the T, like, you're gonna know everything. This is how I want this done, this is how I want this done, and like, you don't know what the offense running. So, uh, having him there and then losing him obviously it hurt a lot, and then come, him coming back. So, I was just, I was super ecstatic. Love to hear that, man. Um, what's up, what's up with Marlon, man? Why, why is that man always just like, He's just a straight like feels like a snitch a little bit like a little bit of like he'll Most he'll definitely. he'll he'll take something you tell him when you're chilling and then just like roast you in front of fifty people that that guy's out of control man. Most definitely that's why Marlon. So when we're mic'd up, it's your duty to tell everybody you're mic'd up. Marlon get mic'd up, he doesn't tell anybody, and he tries to get stuff out of you. So he's definitely a fed. Oh my god, straight up, uh, that's unbelievable. So you know, seafood wise. What have you tried in, in Baltimore? Where have you eaten? Have, has anything impressed you at all so far? Because I got some spots, man. I got some spots. I'll DM you after this. The crab cakes are good. People think because of the taste I make that I say, I'm th they think I'm saying think crab cakes are Asian good. Asian is just different. It's seasoned so it's much different. better and so much deeper, like robust flavor. Shrimp down there, knuckles. Like literally. That's what I just been trying to tell them. Like where I come from is different. Like the crab cakes are good, but they're not like, Southern food. It's not seasoned. Do you, you mess with oysters at all? Yeah. Oysters, Chesapeake Bay, Eastern oysters. Those, those, those are pretty damn good, man. They we were gotta, good. We gotta get you. I got a couple spots. I'm gonna DM you a couple spots to check out. Nothing, a couple fancy, couple okay. But uh, with that, man, I appreciate you coming on. 
uh, go, go absolutely wreck them this year. I feel like this is going to be a monster year for you. And I have a funny feeling you're going to be a, a very, very highly paid linebacker in a, a year or two, my friend. So appreciate you so much, bro. Have a great day. Uh, enjoy the couple of days you got off here and, and go do the damn thing this year. Yep. Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Take care my friend. Later. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Everything out of me. They gonna get a Super Bowl out of me. Need that.